we welcome you to the preaching service of the Scotts Fork Christian Church. I'm Otis Clark, the minister, and we certainly appreciate you sharing with us. I hope and pray that as we are sharing in these days and these weeks leading up to a time when we think and consider the many lessons surrounding the birth of Christ, that you are seeking to make it a meaningful season and for all of us to visit the teachings of the Holy Word as it regards the birth of Jesus Christ. This morning, I'm going to be reading in Luke, the second chapter, verses uh, 9 uh, and 10, or 10 and 11, beg your pardon. And let's listen what it says in Luke 10, uh, to, to the second chapter, verse 10 and 11. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for I bring you good tidings, good news that will cause great joy for all of the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, he is the Messiah, the Lord. What beautiful teaching. We've read it many and many a time. But I just hope and pray that as we read it every time, that we can realize as much as humanly possible all the things that are encompassed and the lessons we find surrounding the birth of Jesus Christ. We do know as we reflect that some 2,000 years ago, the greatest baby in all the world was born. Never has had there been, never has there been one, uh, never will there be one who will be able to compare with the wonderfulness of the birth of Jesus Christ. Never, never has a baby such as Jesus been born. You know, we look at his life and he came into this world, uh, brought into this world in very uh, humble setting. Uh, we know that uh, there are so many things that, that we can say about the birth and the way that things transpired. And also that as we continue <coughs> to look at his life, excuse me, and we notice that at the age of 12, he was found teaching uh, in the temple and taught as no one else has ever taught, and also performed miracles, one miracle after another. Also, he was tempted in all points like we are, but never yielded to temptation. And of course, and we'll talk more about this later, that baby who was born in a manger, born in Bethlehem, is that he died as no other has died, he conquered death like no other and offers a hope like no other. Friends, these things that I have just mentioned are so, so profound and so important. For the most part, there is so much excitement. You know that when we think about a little baby coming into the world, uh, many, many times when the people stand out, stand outside of the, the waiting room, waiting to uh, hear the little cry and learn of the news, how much did the baby wear and who does the baby look like? Who does she look like? Who does he look like? And, and how much did the baby weigh? I know that we have been blessed with a tremendous grandchildren and our last grandson that was born Colin Walker uh, was a sizable baby his mother Amy uh, was uh, 
caring little Colin and and we all knew like I said that the baby was going to weigh a whole lot and we all stood outside of the delivery room and we were all guessing how much that he would weigh and maybe you can identify this maybe you had a child maybe you had a had a grandson a granddaughter whatever the dynamic might be and probably you thought about all of these things well we knew little Colin was going to weigh a lot and certainly he did and I don't know that I've ever heard uh, of any recently uh, babies weighing this much. He weighed 11 pounds and 14 ounces. Can you imagine that? And our daughter was petite. She really uh, uh, didn't put on a lot of weight while that she was carrying him. Uh, but there was so much excitement. We were so, so excited. And I often said that after Colin Walker was born, that he, when he was born out into the world, that he slapped the doctor. Uh, no, not really. But uh, uh, you, you think about so many things when you share in a special, uh, special birth of every child. And so we look and I want us to see that this morning that we could talk, needless to say, hour upon hour about the many things that Christ brought into this world. But as I think about all of us, especially all of us here in the state of Kentucky, we have gone through and seen brothers and sisters and loved ones who have gone through so, so much this past year. Uh, you take it back to, to uh, Western Kentucky when the horrible, horrible, horrific uh, tornado went through that area, 18 miles long, and just absolutely leveled everything. People lost everything, lost everything. And, uh, and you have to really slow yourself down and try to think and think how heavy that was that they lost all of their possession, lost everything. And of course, the worst of all were the number of people who were killed. And then we go on a few months later, some months later, and we learn about the devastation in Eastern Kentucky. And so because of that, many, many other things, it's COVID is rampant, flu is rampant, on and on we can go. So many things. And I cannot help but feel that down deep, if I could sit down and talk with people, that a lot of people would say, Otis, just share something with me, something with me that would refresh my soul, that would refresh my spirit and cause me to have a better outlook on Christmas. And so as we face Christmas, uh, I want to ask all of us to take an examination of yourself, to take a look at yourself, to take a look at where you are and uh, ask yourself, uh, where am I in my walk with Christ? Where am I today? Am I in grave need of being refreshed? I think personally, when you look at the teachings of the scriptures about the birth of Christ, that when he was born, the shepherds praised him, angels praised him, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill to all men, is that there was, that was a welcome, refreshing message. Like I said just a moment ago, 700 years before Christ was born, is that Isaiah talked about the birth of Jesus Christ. Micah said, he'll, Micah 5, 2, that he'll be born in Bethlehem, Ephrathah, and so many prophecies. But when he came 
And those who were anticipating his arrival and knew about his revival, arrival, arrival, that needless to say, their hearts were refreshed because the baby who was born by Mary, who was a virgin, a miraculous conception, unbelievable, unbelievable life that he lived, that was going to live, that there was much refreshment which came to all of them. And friends, today, uh, I would venture to say that all of us would probably say, you know, I do need some help. I need my spirits lifted. Just think about what the people in Western Kentucky, the people in Eastern Kentucky, as they approach Christmas 2022, wonder if we would not find our brothers and sisters, so to speak, saying to us, just say a prayer that my soul can be refreshed. Just say a soul, uh, say a prayer that my heart can be lifted up. Friends, we know that one of the great things that was said about Jesus and the reason that he does bring such refreshment is the great words that were said in Matthew 1.23 where it said his name shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. Certainly when we look at these teachings of our Lord surrounding the birth of our Lord is that we do need to understand that when we read such words as Emmanuel, God, God the Father, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, that God is with us. And friends, that can certainly refresh your heart. That can certainly touch your heart and touch your mind. It may be that as you're sharing this podcast, you might be saying, you know, Brother Otis, you have no idea how that I need to know and experience an uplift of my spirits and and my outlook on life. Because there's no question as we look at the statistics on different things that it shows that many people, bless their hearts, are hurting and that they need the refreshment that God can give. I think so often about Psalm 23, and uh, and this is exactly what happened when Christ came into the world and uh, the refreshment uh, and the, the freshening of our souls and minds. The 23rd Psalm, you've read it many a time, heard it many and many a time, and this is what it says. The Lord is my shepherd. I like nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley, the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. How true that is. As the psalmist said in that third verse, he refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his namesake. Isn't that meaningful, friends? Is, and I submit to you that there are people who can be a blessing to us. They can be used by our Lord to lift our spirits. They can be used by our Lord to refresh our hearts and minds. But friends, when we read his scriptures and we become 
a person of prayer and seek to be the light of the world, to be the salt of the earth. When we do this, there is a refreshment. He lifts our spirits. Now listen to me. He lifts our spirits. He refreshes our souls and hearts like no other. There is no one who can match what Christ can do for you. And so when he came some 2,000 years ago, he lifted people's spirits. He refreshed people because of the message, the prophecy was fulfilled. The greatest person to ever live had come into the world. And then as we think about another message that comes from the scriptures about the birth of Christ is maybe as all of us are coming to uh, the actual time when we think more completely about the birth of Christ, maybe some of us say also, I just need to be restored in my relationship. I just need to be walking more closely. I know that, that I'm not as close to the Lord as I need to be. Now, I don't, I'm not much for tossing out little phrases, but we do know that uh, our Father is that he is... Uh, always there. And so when we think about the fact that we're not close to him or something along that line is that what we need to realize that our Lord has not moved. He's always there. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so if you feel like you need to be restored for whatever reasons or reasons, maybe sometimes, maybe Satan has had a greater way in our thoughts and in our minds and in our decisions. And we might just say, I feel like that I just need to be restored to a greater relationship to Jesus Christ. Once again, the psalmist said in Psalm 51 and 12, Restore to me the joy of my salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Friends, that is a tremendous thought. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. I hope and pray that you can say that you are every day and every week passes by in your life that you can say, that I feel closer to my Lord. I pray to him often. I feel it's such a great privilege. I pray often. I pray fervently. And because I know that time, there are times that Satan is working so, so hard. And many times we may have a low spot and we may say, as the, psalm, the psalmist did, restore to me the joy of your great salvation. And friends, that salvation he brought is truly joyous. His name shall be called Emmanuel, and he is the mighty counselor, the prince of peace, such a tremendous person bringing so much into the world. And I want to share with you that probably if we had gone, if we have, would have gone through what our friends in Western Kentucky have gone through, if we uh, would have gone through what our friends and loved ones, uh, what they have gone through in Eastern Kentucky, we probably would have times when we would say, Lord, you're just going to have to restore, restore my faith. I just really, really am down and I need my faith restored. I need to be lifted up. I need to be brought closer to you. And like the psalmist said, restore to me the joy of my salvation. You see, uh, that's a very, very important thing. 
because uh, we know as we read in the book of Hebrews and it talks about people drifting from the shore and uh, how important it is that they be brought back uh, to the shore and back in a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's unreal as uh, we read about uh, in the gospels, we read about the many, many times, like for instance, the prodigal son when he drifted and then the father kept watching for him and he finally came home. Lostness, terrible thing. And maybe you have a loved one or loved ones and maybe at one time, they had acknowledged their faith in Jesus Christ, this one who was born, this one who lived as no other lived, this one who gave his all, and for one reason or another, they've drifted, and they need to be restored to that great salvation that they once enjoyed. We need to pray for our brothers and sisters, friends, because there isn't a single person in all the world but that they need Jesus Christ. Again, I want to ask the question, where are you? Where am I? As I come to Christmas 22, do I need refreshment? Do I need to be refreshed? We read the 23rd Psalm and where it says that he refreshes my soul. You come to him. The Bible says to seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be open to you and you'll find a refreshment. You will find also that he will restore our souls as we have read a verse of scripture in uh, reference to that. Where are you? I trust and pray, friend, that we realize that of all the people, all individuals in the entire world, that no one is greater and no one can bless you more like Jesus Christ. Where are you? I assure you, my friends, you do your part. You show him that you want the touch. You know, we've heard that beautiful song, he touched me, he touched me, and he made me whole. That that may be where you are as you're listening to the, this podcast. Maybe you're not in, in any type of relationship with Christ. Oh, how I encourage you to embrace the Christ child and embrace that child who grew to full manhood and gave his life for you and for me. When we read in the book of Revelation, we read about the, the, the words that John wrote. He was on the Isle of Patmos and, and he wrote to the seven churches of Asia. And in Revelation 3.20, we find these words and I want you to listen closely, friend. And this is what was said about the, the church uh, at, uh, at, to Laodicea. It says, here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. You see, it was said of the church at Laodicea that they were lukewarm. And he said, if you're lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. And right after those words, like I said, you come to these words about if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. And then thirdly, Maybe you are listening, maybe people are sharing, and they say, you know, I know that as I look back over the months of 2022, and maybe even further back, is that uh, I have gotten involved and allowed a sin or sin to really take hold of my life, and I need to be recovered. 
I need to be brought to the cross. I need to confess my sins. I need to repent. I need to be baptized. I need to be recovered. And to save us from our sins was the great words in Matthew 1:21, where it says, she will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Great words, Emmanuel, Jesus with us, God with us, and then the main mission for his coming into the world is that he was going to grow and he was going to give his life for you, for me, and for all of humanity and that that they might know the forgiveness of their sins. He shall be called Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And because of being saved, we know a hope for all of eternity. Friends, that is so powerful. No one else. You can look to the different religions of the world and none have an empty tomb to venerate. It is only Jesus who has conquered the grave, who's ascended back to the Father and says, I am going to come again. I am going to come and take my children, the bride. I'm going to take my children home to live with me for all of eternity. Maybe as all of us look back over 2022, maybe all of us have done things we wish we hadn't done and we need to ask for God's forgiveness. Because you see, all of us are sinners. The Bible says if we say we have no sin, we lie and the truth is not in us. And friends, just think, just think about just a few of the messages, few of the things that I have touched upon that surround the birth of Jesus Christ. He came to do the will of the heavenly Father. He came and died. Put your name in this. He died for John or Susie, whatever your name might be, so that you could be forgiven, listen to me, and that you could have the hope of eternal life. There will be many, many gifts given, and that's fine as long as it's kept in proportion and in good perspective, healthy perspective. But my friends, there is nothing greater in all the world than to share with someone and give them the gift of Jesus Christ, the greatest gift that anybody could share or give to anyone. Jesus, he needs, and he, Jesus, he, our gifts that we receive from him, they will never perish. Uh, like for instance, we think about what has happened here in the state of Kentucky. I said at the onset of this message, our brothers, our sisters, our loved ones, and on I could go, literally lost everything because the Bible tells us how quickly that can happen, not to lay for ourselves treasures on this earth, but lay treasures in heaven where thieves cannot break through and steal, to lay for ourselves treasures in heaven where moth cannot destroy. And friends, when we share Christ with others, the gift that was given to all of humanity, we are giving them a gift that will never, never be taken away from mankind. Yes, he gives all of us. He gives us what we need. Why wouldn't a person 
want to accept the greatest gift in all the world. Why wouldn't they like to know such things as his name shall be called Emmanuel, that he is with me, the one who created us, the one who sustains us, the one who redeems us, the one who gives us the hope of eternal life. Why would we not want to live for him? Because we're not going to live forever. We're going to leave this world. And so I share with you, he gave it all for us when he came as a baby. He gave it all when he lived his life, when he died and has gone back to the Father, awaiting the day when he will come again. Why wouldn't you want to accept this perfect gift? If there's any way that I can help you, if you say, Brother Otis, yes, I I need to be refreshed. I need to feel refreshment. Yes, Brother Otis, I feel like I need to be restored in my faith. I need to get closer to the Lord. And yes, I need to understand that the greatest gift has been given and that he died for my sins so that I could be forgiven and know eternal life. If there's any way that I can help you, my phone number is 859-236-4907. You call me and I'll be happy to meet with you and share Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for because we know we had just touched the tip of the iceberg of the many, many lessons that surround the birth of Christ. But we do know that recognizing all the things that have taken place in this whole world, the things that are taking place right now in Ukraine, other parts of the world, the sicknesses and the violence is we know that we want that you want us to know that you are the Prince of Peace and we will never have peace until mankind makes up his, himself or herself, makes up their minds to accept the Savior and walk with him. I pray that you will bless every listener. I pray that we will take things seriously because if we handle things flippantly, we probably are going to be found out or be found to be on the losing side. So bless everyone bless this message. In his name we pray. Amen.